is back for 2018 as a football sec podcast for Russia. Welcome to another episode of the Football Sack Podcast for Russia 2018. The date is July 4. England have finally won a penalty shootout oh in a days. major tournament. Oh my days. I'm joined today by the second best actor in the world behind Neymar. It's Louis Granich. <laughs> How you doing, Smithy? Not bad. And also joined by a man who takes better penalties than Jordan Henderson. It's Aaron Corlett. Hi guys, we're at the business end of the tournament. I'm ready to go. Okay, I'll start with the overnight action, the big talking point. Sweden, Switzerland? Yes, obviously. (laughs) What a classic. Lead lead with England. Go on, mate. Football is going home to Sweden, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I cannot believe that they've won a game on penalty. I thought you were going to say, I can't believe they've won a game. I I honestly can't believe it. Uh, The shock and the tone in Peter Drury's voice, the commentator, and England win... Unpedaled, like he just couldn't believe it. It was unreal. He's he's a cracking commentator, by the way, Drew. He's up there with my favourites. I, I, I think, think I think he hams it up sometimes, but he, he was good in the moment. He he's one of those people. I think he just knows when to speak and when not to, which I think I disagree. But go on, because <laughs> I, I was I was watching. Uh, we were because I watched it with my family. We recorded it and got up a bit later to watch it. So we had Martin Tyler. Actually, it would have been SBS rather. We had yeah, Martin yeah, Tyler, and yeah. he just. Zero enthusiasm, and England have won a shootout. Yeah, he loves the day. Should we tell the pod listeners the result? Because I don't think we have. No, I don't think we result. need. To. <laughs> uh, it was if you didn't watch it, England won, Colombia won, England then won four three on penalties. England took the lead through a Harry Kane penalty. Did you think it was deserved? Yes, and I thought they could have made a case for a few more. Certainly, a lot of rough housing. Um, in the box in the Colombians, I mean, you saw the amount of yellow cards they had. They were um, leaving no stone unturned when it came to marking and paid the ultimate price. I think the referees have shown in this tournament they're not um, scared of you know giving decisions like that. Um, I've, I've seen plenty of times you know the referees you know point at their eyes, point at the players. I'm I'm watching, I'm watching you. Vars watching you. There's there's nowhere there. No there a run. You. Putin's watching you. I I think every time I've watched a game, the first corner that's come in, they've said that Aaron. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've yeah. made a real clear thing to say. Yeah. It's not a case of we're waiting. It's now like all right, I'm watching you. every single time. It's very interesting. It, it's the right thing to do. Um, just talking on the game though, I feel like we're in the bizarre world you know a bit like Seinfeld yeah. you know where, <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've renamed um, Gareth Southgate Gerald Northgate <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Um, yeah um, do we do we have a reverse George Costanza? Do they, do they oh, all read? Jordan what's... Henderson is for George Costanza of the England team, it's isn't it? Gary's <laughs> absolute Gary Bain. He's like that. He's that'll that... do. <laughs> Henderson's the one. You know, we have that guy. Every group has that guy. Everyone picks on. You know, like we have with Harry Kane. Like, no, Jordan, it's you. You're the Costanza in this situation. Yeah, it's who exactly would, right. Who would be the Kramer of the England team, though? I'm trying to think someone who's like pretty zany. There's not too much like. Like outrageous personality in that England team, not anymore. It's yeah, like this. Maybe Gareth Southgate's really curbed. I mean, there wasn't too many like crazy players who played for them before. Like it's pretty. Um... Yeah, there hasn't been too. Ga- Gascoigne going yeah, back. But, Gaza but, would be yeah, the last. And England, the England stamp that sort of stuff out. The the mercurial talent. 
like neglected. Oh and- uh, yeah, what's well, it? Uh, Glenn Hoddle used to talk about this on Netflix. They have a um uh, a, Ma- a Maverick special, and I, um it's good. It came out. I think it was on ITV, and he talked, uh, especially when he was coming through in like the eighties and stuff, that the if you were a I guess a a good technical player, you were seen as a bit of a, a show pony or a bit of a you know a bit of a wuss, and like it was sort of frowned upon. And I, I think Gaza was the the player to sort of turn that around, but they still don't have too many players. So no Kramer in the England. A That's Greek tragedy. It is. A Greek tragedy. <laughs> uh, of course, Colombia equalised with the almost the last kick of the game. What a header it the was. The last head of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeri Mina. Head. That's his third header in I was just saying three that. games. Crazy stuff. He's he's scored more goals than Messi. He's got... More knockout goals than Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that will keep on giving. Are you saying he's better than both of them combined? Yes. Yes. Well, he does there's play no, for Barca. So. There's no doubt. He can do it at the top level. He is. He's. I was looking at him during the game. He. The height difference between him and Six Raheem five. Sterling was enormous, and it, it was. He mon- He's an absolute monster. I like. I like his attitude when he got signed for Barca. He did the signing, you know, and the, and the unveiling. He did it in bare, bare feet. Uh, bare feet, so he had no shoes on, so he could go on the camp now turf. And like he said, I so I can feel the grass on my feet for the first time. And it's kind of like it was like it was, it was like a bit romantic, a bit. Um, I've got tears. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty refreshing from a, from a, a, such a. We've got an individualistic culture in football and and very like money driven, and it was just pretty like down to earth, scaled back. So I like that. I'm just wondering now, how crazy are the English media going to get with this result? I, I think I think this was the one that, that they were a bit wary. Mm. They're a bit wary, and I think this is the result that makes them go, "Oh, we're actually in with a shout now." They were sort of they joking. A, they they were joking. Penalty shootout. They like yeah, this hasn't the... happened since Euro '96. They've got, they you know you can kind of not excuse all of it getting away getting ahead of themselves but you can understand why they're so excited you know this this is a, a new english team with who have gone to the world cup with a tactical plan which previous england managers hadn't really seemed to have thought important at a world cup for whatever reason um you know they're not they're still not the finished article i still don't think they're i still don't think they'll win it um, but they're definitely more than a good chance to beat Sweden in the quarterfinals. The the bottom side of that draw is just beautiful, just primed. I cannot believe the teams remaining, like one of them will be in the World Cup final. I'm stoked, even if it's England. Like I'm absolutely stoked. Yeah, it's it's going to be someone unusual, you know, that's going to get there to the final. I'm just hoping for England's sake that they don't overlook Sweden. You know, don't get I too hyped do. up. I hope they do, because then they lose. <laughs> I don't really care if they, if they lose to Sweden, yeah. but for their own sake, you know, just... You got to take each game at a time and don't look ahead, you know, to a potential semi. Southgate was very quick to sort of stamp that out. Quash I think it. he was. He was. Look, we have a poor record against Sweden, and they yeah, don't yeah. do well against. Sweden. Yeah, so they've struggled. Um, uh, harking back to Zlatan's um four goal haul. I think he, he scored four goals when he scored the bicycle kick. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yep, that's so, correct. Um, the their record isn't impressive, and it's it's sort of good. Gareth Southgate isn't get carried away. I tell you what, he's just. Seems to be like such a good fit for this generation and this this, this climate of English players. His, they were saying his meticulous planning has been really crucial. Like he's got, ev- like he's micromanaged everything, but to the extent where he's got, you know, he lets the players have a bit of freedom. Okay. Like they're mingling with the press. Jamie Vardy was playing darts with some. Gen- 
They're in the tournament. Uh, this is, this is what I, I think. He's just created that atmosphere. That's a club uh, atmosphere. That, that, yeah, they felt so detached before. They felt like this all England eleven, especially like I just think oh six, maybe a bit in twenty ten, but like of superstars who were just and uh, Lamps and and Jared have, uh, have, have talked about it. They they would go and the, the Man United table would still be there. The Liverpool's table would still be there. With these guys, there seems to be a lot more um, connection, co- and cohesion, kinship, yeah, yeah. yeah. And chemistry so I, I, I just can't believe it's working it's outrageous yeah it's uh, it was an interesting game I got up obviously and watched but it was you know I thought England did a really good job of managing the game I thought they're not going to lose this Columbia didn't really threaten to the last 20 minutes and even then and I you know Pickford made that superb save from was it Uribe well the volley yeah that Which was, would have been goal of a tournament. Oh, had definitely, I, I thought it went in at first. Yeah, that oh, yeah. He, he did so well to get up there. I mean, he he talks about. We'll go into the penalty shortly, but he talks about. You know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest, uh, but I'm like mobile and I've got power and I can I can certainly cover the goal. And he and he did there. He had a lot of ground to make up and he covered himself in glory. Oh, but not like a few moments later. So <laughs> it wasn't really his fault. We'll I go thought on to the, go maybe, on to the maybe Trippier could have done a bit better because he got a head to it and he kind of... I know it's a powerful header and it's bouncing, but I feel like if you're on the post and it comes to you at that height, you've got to, you've got to get it away. You know, that's your job and he kind of failed. He yeah. helped it in him. Yeah. He, he did say... It was a good header. He said after the match that it was his fault. He said um, he shouldn't have put it in there. But like you say, it was a good header. And when that went in, were you thinking, all right, it's... It's over. Football isn't coming home, lads. Tell the press. I thought in extra time, Colombia kind of started off playing for penalties. They were like, oh, we're going to penalties. England won't be. We're we're, we're, we're we're lucky to be here now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They did show a bit more endeavour and they caused England a lot of problems with crosses. But England just kind of were a bit like, oh, like... God, we weren't expecting extra time. And there was just... If I was Southgate, I would have said from guys, you've got to be enthusiastic because it's going to... If you if you put it in... You've just got to get straight out of your shot, head, eh? Like, yeah, because if, you, you've got, if you're just going to mull over the goal and not show any end of it in the final half now, that's going to sit with you for the penalties for me. Whereas I think he should have said, like, look, I know it's a risk, but you've got to... You got to gamble. They're going to be playing for penalties. We can really get it for them. And Daddy Rose nearly scored yes, a fantastic yes. goal. Yeah, yeah, nearly put it narrow, just wide, wide. After uh, was it Sterling played him in? Maybe. Um, um I think so. Anyway, uh, this the character to, like you say, to to go again, basically, because all those players would have thought we're going. And they through. were down in it, the penalty it, shootout. It, yeah. Henderson missed, and then uh, Columbia hit the bar. Can't remember who it was. But they, they hit the bottom and Pickford makes a superb save. Yeah, he's about 10 metres off, which uh, makes, it, <laughs> makes it like at the penalty spot. That's, not, not the yeah. first keeper to be off his line. No. They're, they're not going to... I wonder if they're ever going to stamp that out um, mm. in terms of... It's, it's it's not even close. Like every keeper... Subasic was doing it. The, the Russian keeper was doing it. Every keeper does it. Akin Fiev, yeah. And it's, I, they just take the piss when they just go, yeah, we're watching you. They've got a... a I wonder a, how far they can... official get... on the on the sideline. Like the line And he's not doing his job. Yeah, he just sits here and watches it. So like, I wonder his, how the far they can get out. Can the keeper make it to six yards? <laughs> that, to the full 12 yards and it's just like... <laughs> And what a save. That'll be like the Suggestions he may have been off his line. Evolution of penalty He's on the penalty spot. (laughs) (laughs) Outrageous. And yeah, Eric Dye, who I thought was pretty poor. Oh, hang on. Can we we, we give a mention to uh, my favourite player? Hashtag not 
Jordan Henderson's penalty. That was, um, Smithy, yeah. you said you weren't confident in him I, going up to the penalty. And, no, um, I just, I had a look at him. I thought, if anyone's going to miss, it's going to be Hendo Absolute job. Hendo Wright, if you're listening, eat your heart out, mate. He is garbage. He didn't, do, penalty, much, he didn't do much in the game. penalty is a microcosm for his career, mate. Uh, no, it didn't crazy. go, no, it couldn't be a microcosm. It didn't go sideways. Oh, yeah, but it eventually did. It eventually went it sideways, like all, like all of his pastors. It was yeah, it was a it was a bad penalty, and at that point, I think everyone thought that's it. Yeah. England aren't coming back from this, and then two misses in a row from Colombia and JP, yeah. Eric Dyer, who I didn't think looked confident, but he he put his penalty away, and now we're left in a weird situation that England <laughs> have won a penalty it. shootout. <laughs> I it's, don't know how to react crazy. to this. It's like Abed in Community. I need help reacting to this. Yeah, it, it, it is uncharted territory, especially for uh, us younger uh, watchers of football, seeing England win a penalty shootout. Crazy mm. stuff. Can they win it from here, Aaron? I definitely think they can get to the semis. Um, I'm expecting them to play Croatia and then probably play either France or Brazil. No, I don't think so. I think, you, I think there are some better sides in this tournament. Um I think, yeah, even Croatia, I think, are a better side than England. So, we'll see what happens. It was just going to be wary. I mean, Croatia did what they did in the Euros. They stormed the group and were not really convincing against Denmark. I hope to God that, like, that's them getting the kinks out and they can kick on. But England... Um, Do you think they just kind of needed one knockout win to get over the hump? Both Croatia and England. Look, I, I hope so. I hope that's the case. I, 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 I don't really think if you're going to win the World Cup, yeah, you need a bit of fortune, but I think you've got to be more convinced in saying that the outside of the draw is, yeah, I'll keep, I'll, and I'll keep saying it, the bottom half is just beautifully poised. They will now face Sweden, who triumphed 1-0 over Switzerland, a deflected goal from Forsberg, put them through. And is it quite funny to you, Aaron, that the first tournament Zlatan hasn't taken part of with this Sweden team, <laughs> they, have, at that? they could go to the World Cup semi-finals. They're a very even team, you know, in terms of their talent. Really big lads across the park. They try very hard. They're not very good in a way, but... but they're in the quarterfinals. They're in the quarterfinals. It's like Russia, isn't it? They're not very good, but somehow they're there. And then Forsberg, I think he came alive in that second half. Yeah. He, he had some really, really good moments. Obviously, um, a very deflected goal, but still a goal he took the shot on. For once, Sweden, you know, shot under the bar. It was their problem. <laughs> yeah. The whole yeah, yeah. the whole game, they were just blazing over. Um, Marcus Berg had that great chance yes. early on. Yes. And he just blazed it Sliced high, it. high and wide. Sweden, with the ball, they didn't look very comfortable at times. They, they're very, they're happy just to, I think, just play long balls or try and get to Forsberg. And he tries to create something. I thought Switzerland were a bit more comfortable with the ball, but just didn't create enough or couldn't really finish their chances. They seem quite a reactive team. Like they're very hard working. No, Sweden. Yeah, I was gonna, I, that's what I thought you were going for. Yes. Um, Sweden, you're right. I, I think. Well, they've talked about that. Uh, the, the pragmatism was a real theme. They've in got the, a um, psychologist on board well, who's really helped them. Well, they, they just say, you know, we, we know we're not one of these big teams. We need to maximise our, um, I guess, potential. And they said it's not pretty. 
we don't care. We, we're trying to get results here. And quite frankly, they have. They've got to a quarterfinal. The height is an interesting thing, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I was watching it with my brother, and he just goes, is it just me, or are they all really tall? <laughs> and I was I, like, yeah, they are. Switzerland had, I think, nine or ten corners in the second half. Yeah. And he, they just never looked likely yeah, to never score. Threatening. Never looked likely. Well done for Vorsberg. So he's... Um, you know, been such a good player. Not not so much this season, but last season um, for Red Bull Leipzig, he was the assist leader in the Bundesliga and a real um, a real jewel in that league. And he, he's sort of been upset with his form. I know he's been like a bit pissy in press conferences in the last few games, and it's 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 good for him. You know, they talked about that in the build up that he's really looking to perform. It's the slice of luck that. You know, it might not have been the most glorious goal, but that mm. could get him a bit of confidence going into that quarterfinal. I was just praying that the um, that the Swiss didn't equalise. I didn't want another half an hour of that. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it was pretty boring. That's what I thought a lot of the knockout games were going to be like. Uh, I feel that they've been absolutely brilliant for the neutral, but I... Yeah, off the bat thought, yeah, we get that's what European Champions League knockouts are usually like, very stale, very tactical... Yeah, who dares wins? Like we've just got to not make a mistake, as opposed mm. to um, you know, really going for that cutting edge. So it it wasn't like, like it wasn't the greatest game, but it was at least the other uh, the other round of sixteen matches have been great. Yeah, I I thought going into this game, it was either going to be a bona fide classic, drab, bordering on a bit of a bore. Yeah. draw mm-hmm. I mean if you look at the fixtures I mean if there ever was one you'd pick out for that and would have been that in the round of 16 so it lived up to its billing in other news Belgium have come back from the dead thanks to believe it or not Marouane Fellaini and Nasser Shadley <laughs> oh the, bo- the boys who are straight on the team sheet now to, to, in um, in Shadley's defence he has been much maligned it's not really his fault but like Martinez uh, including him really I guess, put salt in the wounds of people who were like, where the hell is Nangolan? Where are all these players who aren't getting picked? And he's just repaid the faith right there. He's a, he's not a bad player. I, I rate Chadley, and I think he's above West Brom's level, and he hasn't even played West good for West Brom this season. So, uh, credit to him. Can I defend Fellaini as well? I know he's... Oh, no, 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 I'm, a, no, I'm, a, I'm no. a huge... No, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of him. Like, yeah. He's a bastard, but he's... He, oh, what I'd do to he's have a player like that He's all elbows and hair. Hair. He is, mate. He's, he, he he's does exactly it. what you need. He's not there to be messy or Ronaldo. He's just there he's to just do a there job. To be no, really all messy. players yeah. must be messy and Ronaldo. Oh, I think he's fantastic. You don't have to love him, but just appreciate what he does. He's so functional, so functional. The amount of times, even for Man United, he's come off the bench and, mm. you know, a few moments later, he's pointing at the back of his jersey because he scored a goal. Uh, he was great at Everton. Yeah, like I say, I dreamed to have a player like that coming off the bench. So handy. There's some really quality goals in this game as well. I thought Inui's... Inui's was good. Inui's the was so both Jap- both Japanese, was poor, Both Japanese good. goals for mine. To put, I thought at 2-0 up, you know, that was... That, that was, was that? Yep, that was that. I didn't see Belgium, especially with Martinez in charge. And he's decided, but right. Depth, but the depth <laughs> they have. Um, the winner for Belgium as well. 10 seconds um, from start oh, to finish. Huge, I mean, you can insert your sex big. jokes that, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> you'd be absolutely <laughs> sick if you were, you know, a, a Japanese fan or a player. Watching that, they did so well to get one goal, two goals ahead. They were going extra time and they thought maybe we can get it on pens. And to have a corner, an attacking corner, and, and throw... Oh, you just get inklings, and when I, as soon as that corner came in, I thought Belgium will get a chance here, 
and it was just oh I, I was going for um japan the good for the um the asian continent it would have been good for our confederation if we could have a team in the last eight and it was it was just heartbreaking that dummy by Lukaku as well. That was brilliant. Don't get me started. This is this is driving me mad. You, know, you think he just missed it? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I did it on purpose. But people are like losing. They're losing their mind over it. Like what a dummy he's made that goal. It's fantastic. If you're a striker in like Saturday's football here, I'd be disappointed if you didn't dummy that when the man's coming in in behind. Chadley would have been screaming at him. Look, I've got a free shot. Dummy the ball, something. And if he, if he like, he should always leave that. I, I don't understand why everyone's just going. Oh, it was a fantastic piece of skill. That is the fucking basic need, the basic movement of a striker. And he plays for Man United, and, and he's the starting striker for Belgium. He should be doing that. And oh, I don't know. I just think he's getting too much credit for it. Just makes me angry. Vent, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know. We came. I came to training yesterday, and someone else was going on about it. And I'm just like, shut up! Like you should do that. <laughs> was that James Martin? Yeah, it was James Martin. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy. Um, if Jimmy Martin is listening, I think he may have drunk himself silly at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he'll be in England. He'll be but... loving it. Shout out to one of my other mates. He um had a a bet on Japan to win. Um, I think it was with bet three six five. I'm not gonna. We're not working for anyone here, so I don't have to get the name right. But they have a um if you. Uh, if the team's leading by two goals, you get cashed out. So I, th- I think he put a fair bit of money on there, like close to a hundred bucks, and it was paying ten dollars. So you got you got nearly nearly a grand back, uh, and for not even winning the game. So nice, he bad. was stoked, um, and yeah, it just makes me even more mad that they lost. Um, uh, yeah, well, Aaron, did you think Kawashima may be slightly suspect for the header which Bel- mm. Belgium? Got back into the game with, which was a great header. Uh, perhaps Kawashima has been a bit up and down this tournament. He, he flaps uh, a lot, doesn't he? The Colombian goal, I thought, you know, maybe at fault. And then he pulled a world class save against Poland. Perhaps in this circumstance, he could have done better. I think Louis wants to say something oh, on this. I don't think he can do anything there. How the front door, Jan Vertonghen, has put that on target, let alone scored, you, you cannot expect, like, to be making a save there there's like there's no way on god's green earth that he could try that you know not a hundred times he could try that a million times and he wouldn't i don't think he'd be able to do it again where the keeper is that was outrageous that header watching fluke. that on replay i was waiting for the player at the back post to come in and header it in yeah. and uh, i didn't realize it was going to go in yeah uh, it was it, crazy but like, it, it's from so far out not only that the ball came down with snow on it like it was uh so high and he heads it up his, his head would have been hurting afterwards it was ridiculous <laughs> I'm sure the um, goal, I'm sure the goal numbed the pain my brother was obviously watching with his uh, Japanese girlfriend as well they're devastated the Japanese players were all crying after the game Obviously. they're all devastated um, but I thought they could have done better in their last group game could have maybe topped the group and perhaps played England yeah um, so not, you, not saying they would have been so they would have gone out on penalties yeah you're right, you're right though they, they yeah. didn't have um uh the hardest game, no offence to Poland, Aaron, but they didn't have the hardest game with Poland's form and they could have um, definitely topped that group. Did you see the the pictures of the uh, Japanese change room after the game? Spotless. Absolutely spotless. They left a note that said thank you in Russian and it was, yeah, I was making this They're such a classy team, classy culture. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just the cleaning up at the stadiums and Even stuff. Even the fans, you know, yeah. just like cleaning up. You know, other fans have 
ask them, oh, what are you doing? You know, yeah. what are you doing cleaning up the stadium? And then they've explained, oh, why wouldn't you do this? This is this And is joined what, in. Yeah, like, how Senegal great is did. that? I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. Another team moving towards a final who have set up a awesome quarterfinal clash with Belgium is Brazil, who are, I think, are possibly the, the think favourites they, they to go the all favorites. the way. They, they had the that. way for yeah. me, the way that Mexico went off to start, they looked really good. I thought Brazil were going to struggle. It was going to be a long day. And then they just took the game away from Mexico. And it was, you know, uh, Paulinho and Casemiro in the middle of the park were super... Not... They didn't like... They didn't... It wasn't like they bossed the midfield, but they just kind of kept the ball off Mexico and restricted them to counterattacks, which was always Mexico's strength. But they were so... The wingers were so isolated that it was hard for them to really have any impact. I just thought Brazil did such a good job of taking the game away. I think it was the most professional performance of the round of 16 matches. They're not only in defensive midfield, but attacking-wise, after half-time... They, they stemmed the blood in the first half of the Mexicans' attack, and Willian in particular was absolutely fantastic. He's, he's got such industry. He, he has that, they always say this, the South American flair with the, the European work rate that he sort of, um, you know, he picked up at Shakhtar Donetsk, and he, he probably had beforehand, but he's definitely one of the hardest-working um, attacking players you see around at the top level. And um, it was great to see them sort of just basically nullified Mexico's lethal attack. It was just... I, I thought it was really, really encouraging for them going forward. You see that Brazil have gears. You know, they yes. can they yeah. can improve. Yeah. Um, they started the tournament a bit slow against the Swiss, but I think you can see them, you know, going through the gears and perhaps by the time we get to the final, playing their best football. That starting 11, I mean, they're just such a like tight-knit group and of course we had Felipe Luis come in for from Marcelo who was out because he slept on a soft mattress I believe we've all been there yeah I, I do feel sorry for him it's nice to know that professional athletes suffer the same injuries that I do <laughs> he's um uh, he's one of my favorite players in the world Marcelo so I was, I was pretty gutted not to see him but I've seen Felipe Luis Luis play um live in person and I've been pretty impressed with him I thought he's a, a good player to have back there they certainly like off the off try to attack Fagner and he was seen as the weakest link but after a while he I, played pretty well I thought I, I felt um, especially in the second half the the front three of Mexico looked disjointed uh, I think it was the, the, the midfielder Guardado just came through the middle a few times and had options left and right and could have played them in but shot with his left foot from you know 25 yards and it was, uh, I don't know, Lozano would come in or Vela would come in. They'd have sort of a chance maybe to square it. And they went on their own. And I just felt the cohesion wasn't there, which was interesting because they looked so, so deadly in that game against Germany. But that second half, I mean, maybe it was Brazil's good defending, but they certainly looked, um, you know, a shadow of their earlier self. Mexico are a loss to the tournament as well. Yeah. Um, they're a, you know, a good side, you know. I guess the win against Germany now in perspective That's doesn't look as good, I think. You know, yeah. just based on the way that Germany played, you know, in their last, you know, in the other games. Um, but they're certainly a loss to the tournament. What do they call it? La Quintera, the curse of the fifth game, I think. They they have fourth made, game wouldn't No, it's the curse of the fifth game, so they don't reach oh, the okay, fifth yeah. game. Um and it's so sad. Was that six in a row, I think? Um, six mm. tournaments in a row. 24 years. So not in my lifetime has Mexico <laughs> ever got further 
or um, or even less than the round of 16. It's always been... To be fair, Australia would take that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Mexico... A lot of sides, lots of sides would take of, that. Mexico, of course, yeah. Mexico... Much larger a, population. Uh, bigger football culture. They want yeah. Olympic gold. They yeah. have a good side. What I do like about their team is they have players like Carlos Vela... Um, you seem to play better for the national team than they do for the club side. They had Peralta for a while there. Giovanni um, Dos Santos. Yeah, they're, they're these players that rise to the occasion and there's few nations that can sort of call upon that quality. Mm. Interesting move, I thought, to start 62-year-old Rafael Marquez <laughs> in, in the centre of a park. <laughs> he only lasted... 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's it, like a Sunday league play. I, I loved it. it. I, I was... Uh, when the... Um, they were doing the national anthems and I saw him I got so excited he's obviously an ex-Barca player and I he didn't was, do much did I was he? jolly he just, just sat in the middle of the park sprayed it about and just went yeah you gotta pull me off I'm done yeah uh, it, well, I think everyone at the pod will be sad, but uh, one of our favourite players, Kyrie Herving Lozano, yeah. is no longer at the tournament. He was just so fun to watch. He will get a move, surely. Uh, yeah, he had a superb season for people. Mm. And you'd have to think after his performances, uh, especially against Germany and South Korea, he will be off to uh, a bigger club in Europe. With the most utmost respect to PSV, of course. Yeah, I mean they're they're a great producer of players. So many fantastic players have played there in the past, and he's another one to add to that list. Now we have a look forward to the quarterfinals, or rather the first two quarterfinals: Uruguay versus France. This could be uh, another contender for game of the tournament for mine. I don't know how you guys feel disagree. About it. Disagree. This will be um, this will be the kick fest we expected between yeah, Uruguay it, it, and Portugal. Mate, Uruguay will just. <laughs> Um, what did Griezmann say? He said, uh, this is off the top of my head, so it's not, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said, um, uh, Uruguay will be like Atletico Madrid. They'll slow the play down. They'll they'll complain. They'll basically, you know, you know, whinge and, and, and bring the game down to a level. It's trying to suck France in, and we've got to try and be above that. <laughs> it's just like, like, greasy, mate, like... You're still playing for them. Maybe not the best idea to just slag them off in the press. <laughs> but I, I think that's what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be the classic European tie uh, where we have one team who's favoured and the other team who's just gone, right, let's play for pens. Um, I it's, I don't think that's bad to watch. There was a lot of heat that came out. I don't know. People I'm talking to didn't enjoy the Russia game. I thought the Russia game was absolutely fascinating. Spain like lacked the cutting edge, sure. But the Russians' organisation was brilliant to watch there. The determination, the exuber up front. Um, I, I thought it was good all round, and and it, this idea of you know every game that a team is favoured and the other team's parking the bus is seen as a shit game. I disagree with it. I think we're being too agreeable on this pod today. I'm going to disagree with you. Go on. It's going to be five four. It's going to be a, a thriller. <laughs> it's going to be a thriller. Um, I think there's a lot of attacking talent on both sides. Uh, I think the way that France played against Argentina just cut them open. I can see them, you know, well, I, you know I have a very good defense and I can see the one goal this calendar year. Yeah. Um, but I can see this, you know, has being a shootout, you know, if things go the right way, if, if players take their chances. I think it's going to be a fascinating, a very, very good game. High quality game. Yeah. I think uh, Edson Cavani, uh, is he going to play? Because uh, the end of the game um, last time when he, he got subbed off, obviously, but he made a gesture. That's a good audio feature because you can't see the gesture I'm making. But he certainly made a gesture like, 
Oh, not that he pulled his calf, but it's like something. I just something seared in my head that he he made a gesture to the physio when he was coming off. Obviously, Ronaldo helped him off if you remember that. That's right. And yep. um, he was icing. I think it was his calf. This is just off memory. I can't really remember exactly where it was, but he was injured and didn't look um like too. He I, he didn't look too despondent because of the fact that he'd scored two goals. So I think that was softening the blow, but. To me, just on instinct. I'm not sure. I haven't read anything, but I, I think yeah. he might be in trouble. It, did, it didn't look great. Yeah. It didn't look great. Um, and if he's out, you know, it's a huge Get Laxalt up there. They've been playing him at left back, and I've been, I've been gutted. He did well <laughs> against um, Portugal, but Laxalt, who plays for Genoa, he's a real tidy player, and I'd and love to see him for that. That hair as well. I was going to say it, contender for worst it, barnet. He looks like riffraff. He should have grills <laughs> or something. Hey. And like a tattoo under the yeah. eye. Yeah, an ice cream or something. Yeah, very... His hair doesn't match his head. Like he's got quite soft features, and like it's funny. And just a very rigid. Barnet, yeah, but he's really tidy player. Uh, he, he's been. He looked very good against Russia in the group. Yeah, I, I, I just can't believe uh, how defensively good he was. He, he can play there, and he has played there sometimes. But he, he's good going forward as well. Real tidy player. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! We've talked a bit about Brazil versus Belgium already today. Uh, What's your thoughts? We both I, think Brazil. I, I think we all think maybe Brazil will have wood over Belgium, unless. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do think they will, but I think this is where the, the ding dong battle will be. I think this will be, you know, the highest scoring one. I hope to God it is. It's um, it's just got delicately poised. I mean, you look at those starting lineups, and few could argue that on paper it uh, could uh, be outside France. Would you say like there's no other teams who have stronger 11s? Yeah, I, yeah that's fair. Um, yeah. I, I I think. Uh, the fact that it's the quarterfinals and you're getting a matchup that good. Exciting stuff. Do you think they'll um, take the points, Aaron, or do you think Belgium will put up more of a fight? I think Brazil um, across the park are just a, a bit of a better side, a bit more balanced to the side than, than Belgium. But I can see there's a scenario where, where Belgium just storm through late, you know, like they did against, did Japan. against Japan and just, you know, take the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, just so much attacking talent. I can see Lukaku causing damage. Yeah, you reckon he'll fill his boots? I'm, he should yeah. have scored last game. I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing Drizzy. M- M- that goal he scored in the group stage, I think, is the tournament so far. Phenomenal player. The uh, absence of Casemiro, now who's booked last game and obviously has picked up a booking previously in the tournament, so he misses. So they'll play Chadley there, you yeah. believe. Yeah. Casemiro, Chadley. <laughs> Sorry, old Casim. Sorry, yeah, it's all good. Getting um, mixed up, mate. It just starts with a C. Carrasco, yeah. Everyone. Uh, so, hey, we'll go, we'll go on to touch onto that afterwards. But I'll just make the point about Casimiro. Uh, he, yeah, he's suspended, and he's so good for both Real Madrid and Brazil. Do have a little player called Fernandinho to come out of the woodwork, which is outrageous. Depth. And if not him, it's Marquinhos. They're, yeah, they would put him, and they did put him at the end of the game. Uh, I think last time. Fernandinho will probably start against Belgium. Yeah, I think he will too. But it's it's a handy problem to have if you're Brazil. Oh, Casemiro's out. Who have we got? Well, I guess we could give Fernandinho a run, maybe. Great player. He's been fantastic for City um, this season as well. Carrasco, I, will, I wasn't going to make that point. See, they sound the same. <laughs> they're the same person. It's just confusing. Yeah. Well, except one, one, there's a Belgian one and a Brazilian one. It just boggles my mind. Obviously, we know Carrasco's a left winger. We saw him in his days at Monaco. He's a great forward player. Um, at Atletico, he still plays a left winger, but would do a bit more defensively because Simeone takes no prisoners. He's now playing a left wing back role for Belgium. Can get forward, but he has been a bit, a bit suspect defensively, rightly so. 
I mean, you could put Chadley there. He, he he certainly he grabbed the goal last time and has been pretty functional. And I, I think it'd be kind of funny and great to see him there over Carrasco. I would really like. <laughs> that would be absolutely brilliant. What, what's your guys' take on his uh, play acting, especially the stamp from? Um, the it Mexican probably player. hurts him now because referees know that he's exaggerating. Yep, good. And they're going to maybe if he hadn't made as much of a fuss against Mexico, he could have got uh, Leon sent off of a trip. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think this definitely goes against him and. He's not doing himself any favours. And the ref saw the way he reacted and was just like, mate, come on. Pull your bloody head in. It's hard to... Pull your bloody head in. It's really hard to defend him, you know, when he's rolling around or, you know, exaggerating contact. Um, I think he's lowered his colours a bit in this Uh, uh, tournament. Yeah, I said that that last part. I was really looking forward to watching Neymar play in this tournament. Um, Just see him score some goals and take some players on and... I just can't really enjoy him knowing, you know, what he does he's with his got, antics. He's got that up his sleeve. I swear last World Cup he wasn't as bad at this, probably because things were going so right for him. He was in such good form. The He's, he's losing followers. He's losing um, fans. And, I mean, if he his argument, they're, they're out to get me, and they, he certainly said that in press conferences, that he's taking it very personally. But his argument also could be or oh, if we win the world cup or we win games you know i'm happy to play my part he's trying to look for protection i think yeah i th- i think that's exactly what it, what it is he 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 doesn't want to i mean he's probably scared from what happened last time mm-hmm. uh, obviously amero like technically broke his back um you know he got his vertebrae did a lot of damage last world cup so he's probably just worried about that again russia croatia on the surface this looks like quite like it- Everyone thinks that this is going to be Croatia's game. Do, do, and do you think? I, I think the Russians are uh, a real chance. Do you think they'll play as conservatively as they did against Spain and sit back as deep as they did? Or it's do you be, think it's going to be really interesting? I I think they still will a little bit, but they won't be as bad as what a bad. They won't be as deep as as what they were against. I Spain. think I thought they were okay against Spain. People saying like I don't think they were terrible. They, were, they did they yeah. did what they had to. I didn't have a problem with the way they played. I had more of an issue with the fact Spain didn't know how to get unlock their defense that was more frustrating than the way russia played having said that i think croatia have a very good midfielder who is very good at unlocking defenses or who three. goes yeah kovacic and rakitic are just as good I was as modric go- yeah, but modric is like he for me he's been my player of a tournament he, so far he's been brilliant I, when i say he's just as good i mean as i'm picking a pass obviously on form modric's streets ahead to use a pierce hawthorne term uh, there's certainly arguments going around that he's the best Croatia player to, um, you know, come ever, out of the country. Ever, yeah, yeah, over Davos Suka, over, um, you know, Prozanecki, Boban, all that sort of stuff. So he's he's certainly done it at club level and was so excited to see what he can do against Russia. Can he do it on a cold night in Russia? Uh, the, the running stats, as far as I'm aware, we all know Russia have come out on top, but Croatia are not far behind. I think us, off memory, uh, us, Australia and Croatia and Russia make the top three. But uh, whether that's changed over the last you know, round, I'm not sure. Either way, they're a hard-working side, both sides. it'll be. I think it'll just be an absolute fight to the death. I can see Croatia having a bit more cutting edge than... They certainly do, they certainly do on paper, like more than Russia, and I think they can cause problems. But yeah, after the Denmark performance, I'm not exactly um, optimistic. I just feel the Russian side is so limited. 
that eventually the luck is going to run out. You know, you just can't it keep going. Run out and then Uncle Vladimir will be tapping. Yeah, I mean, on we, the we saw we saw South Korea. And I don't think it'll be that bad. But we, South Korea in two thousand two was shameless against Italy. Yeah. Shameless, uh, but both and Spain yeah, as well. So the ball went out against Spain. Um, no, it didn't go out, and they scored a golden goal, and they just went nah, balls out, went up the other end and scored. So you know, there was certainly luck and. Uh, an element of fortune that went the host's way in 2002. I, I do think the world would be in, you know, absolute. It'd be a bit more chaos if it, we saw that again. You know, with commu- communication and the way social media is, it would be a, a far more, um, I guess, a, a bigger, a bigger deal. I know it's the same thing, but it would be crazy if that happens again. Russia do have one thing on their side though. VAR, Vladimir, assistant referee. <laughs> you reckon he'll get in their ear. <laughs> I still, I still can't get over. Uh, VAR has been good this tournament. I, I've enjoyed it in terms of the justice, but the time and uh, the the game last night, Sweden Switzerland. I mean, there's five people in a referee's booth. How the referee has to go over there and and ask and get asked, oh, is it in? Is it outside the box? Like, for, there's five of you for God's sake. Can't they? Hard. Can't they just tell him? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. And the final quarterfinal, Sweden versus England. Boys, who do you have? I hope I hope England get through because if they do and Croatia get through, this will be, uh, no exaggeration, this will be the most excited I'm looking forward to a football match if England play Croatia. I'll be, I'll be absolutely buzzing. I think we've mentioned how limited Sweden are. I think this is probably the game where they get found out. A step too far, you reckon? Yeah, right? it's just too far. I, just, I can't see them discontinuing. You know, playing just defensive football and getting you know, that luck, getting that luck up forward. I, I think England are going to do it. I think, I think it'll be a good game, and I think Sweden will, given their record against England and their real kind of team first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motivation. Now that Zlatan's but, gone, they're certainly like that. Louis, do you think Sweden are a better team without Zlatan? I, I, I think they are. We saw so much of the play go through him when he was playing with them, and he, he does have, you know, moments of brilliance up his sleeve. But they just seem to be more cohesive and a better team unit, and the World Cup form shows that. They've got further in a major tournament than they, um, they certainly have for a long time. And, you know... All signs point to the fact that Zlatan's not there, so it's um yeah interesting for the the big man's ego. But I do think they're a better side without him. And that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to give us a rating and subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Podbean. That's all from us in the studio. See you guys. Catch you later. Thanks for joining us.